Hey, and welcome to the Furnace Podcast. To know us, we are a YWAM community based by the sea in the beautiful city of Tauranga, New Zealand, where our vision is to equip you for a sustained life of intimacy with God, leading to an eternal impact in the world around you. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Furnace Podcast. So good to have you tuning in. My name is James Dixon, and I am part of the furniture here at YWAM Furnace. Uh, I just want to so encourage you, again, as we always do, if this message has blessed your heart, uh, or is soon to bless your heart, hopefully, then please uh, share it, like, subscribe, follow, whatever you do. Just help us get the message out. Um, would be awesome. Well, I'm in the studio again today with uh, no the, the the man himself, Mr. Josh Yo. Good to have you on, bro. Thanks for having me. So, if you are furniture here, what furniture are you? What furniture am I? I am. And a, why? Uh, maybe a footstool. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Because heaven is his throne, and and yes, James yeah, is his footstool. James is his, I'm a I'm a landing place <laughs> for the feet of the Lord. Whoa. <laughs> Glory. <laughs> oh, glory. Glory. Well, Josh, uh, mate, I love having you in the studio again. If you if you haven't listened to our other episode with Josh, you need to. But for those who aren't familiar with who is Mr. Josh Yo, Josh Yo is um, a you're gonna try that again? Of, I'm I'm not gonna read it off the thing <laughs> like I did last time. I tried reading it off the website, failed miserably. Josh is a dad, firstly. I am a dad. And a husband. And a husband. And also a house of prayer planting madman Whoa. who has uh, yeah. planted himself over in Singapore uh, at the moment and is just doing incredible things over there. You are soon to release an album, a little bit of a shameless yeah, plug right. for you on your behalf. Yeah. Um, what is the album called? Is it called Marinara? Something it like is. that? And it's about a pizza in? and spaghetti and marinara. <laughs> <laughs> no, what is it actually? Let's be it's serious. a marinara cry. It's like people who love Italian food. And it's all about <laughs> <laughs> no, it's called Maranatha. Maranatha. What does Maranatha mean? It's a it's it's an Aramaic word, um, and it's what the the early church used to used to greet each other, and uh, it just means that Jesus has come and Jesus is coming again. So come it's on. a cry. The spirit and the bride say, "Come." It's Marin Marinara. <laughs> I said Marinara. <laughs> Maranatha. So, for those who want to marinate <laughs> wow. in the message of Maranatha, yeah. the cry of <laughs> the return of the Lord, uh, when can they get a hold of this and how? Uh, September fifteenth is when it drops. You can uh, pre-save it. Uh, well, actually, I yeah, just follow me on socials, I guess at Yojo Y E O H J O uh, or Joshua.com is the website. Come on, so good. Get amongst it. Well, Josh, where are we going today, bro? We are going to be diving into a little bit of a conversation, a message that, uh, well, I guess you kind of gave it away at the start by just even sharing about your marinara cry there. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is the message. We're talking about the return of the Lord uh, today. And it's something that I think is, uh, is, is growing in the body of Christ. I just um, keep thinking of Italian food now. Oh, <laughs> no. 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 Uh, <laughs> well... We're talking about the return of Jesus, not marinara sauce. Yeah. Josh, kick us off. What, what uh, began your journey of diving into this message? I've heard you teach on this before. And uh, the reason I wanted you to teach on this on this podcast is because you just carry the message so well. And um, I just want to kind of, for the, for the listeners to hear your journey into yeah. um, getting a hold of the message of Jesus' return, how that hit your heart. 
and why it's become so important for you today. Yeah, uh, thanks. I think a couple things. So one, uh, I was that guy who would read the Bible and then stop at the book of Jude because Revelation seemed like such a scary book, right? Uh, But I think, you know, coming to that place of where the Lord was uh, drawing my heart in wholeheartedness and love and intimacy, um, I began to realize that if I truly love Jesus, then I want to love all of who he is. You know, and I guess we're familiar with the Jesus who came as a baby in a manger. Uh, or are we familiar with Jesus of Good Friday or Easter Sunday, right? And and I think that's where most of us stop, right? We, we, we love this Jesus who is, you know, who died for our sins and stuff like that. But there's a Jesus who's coming back. And I mean, he's the same person. But the reality is that we have stopped seeking that part out. And and so for me, like even the book of Revelation, right, I, for the longest time, I didn't dare to read it because I just thought it was just full of scary symbolisms. And, you know, we talked about Scary Mary, the the whole like, what does it look like if you don't understand it through its right lens, you know, and and I think the, it was a good illustration. Uh, yeah. What was the scary Mary it was, one? No, we talked about uh, how, like, when we <laughs> watch something and like it's been remixed, or we 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 think about it in the wrong context. So, like, Mary Poppins being like this kids show, you know, but someone remixed it and did like this video of like scary Mary. It's like a horror trailer, right? But but sometimes we approach the book of Revelation like Such that. A we, good way of, yeah. we think it's a horror story, but actually, you know, it's a story about like the king the bridegroom the judge who comes back and he he makes the wrong things right and he gets what he paid for with his blood you know and it's a glorious epic triumphant story of good over evil of god like getting what he desires and uh but but yeah so i think for me it was coming to realize that that first statement in the book of revelation says is the revelation of jesus christ so good. It's an unveiling of who he is, right? And if I truly love him, then I want to know who he is. I want to know what he desires. I want to know what he's going to do. Um, and it's it's funny because if if we say we love him, but we want to love him on our own terms, that's not that's not love. You know, that's almost idolatry because yeah. we we want to love a God that we create in our own image that we're comfortable with. That's consumer friendly. Uh, but I think he's raising a generation that will love him for who he is. Um, and I think that's that that was my introduction so into good. it. It was like it's love. Like if I wanted to love God like fully, I needed to know who he is. And that's that's why I began studying Revelation. That's why I think, you know, that the whole like return of, of Jesus matters. Um, and I guess connected to that is this thought that um, I heard this quote somewhere and I use it a lot, but I can't remember who said it. Uh, but our disconnect with the uh, our disconnect to the return of Christ is our disconnect to the knowledge of who He really is. Meaning, the more we know Him, the more we want Him to return. Because the more we know Him, the more we love Him. And the reality is that so you good. cannot long for someone you don't love. Yep. You don't miss someone you don't know. And the scary thing is, like, I don't know if the church in general misses Him. I don't know if we long for him to come back. And so that's on us, right? Do we know him like his disciples knowed him? Uh, knew him, knowed, <laughs> knew him, yeah. right? Because the, like, if, if like, we're just talking to someone who lost her mom, like, last year, right? And she said, like, I would give anything to have her back. Yeah. You know, and, and the crazy thing is that Jesus gave us a set of instructions. He was like, if you want me back, this is what needs to happen. Yeah. Right. But how many of us would say, yes, we want you back and things are not okay until you come back. 
and we would give our lives for you to have what you desire and for us to have you back. And so I think that's that's been my journey. It's like the more I know him, the more I love him, the more I want him to return. Yeah. So good. So good, man. What was that quote again? Can you just say that again for those who, like myself, maybe glazed over and missed it? Our was it the disconnect one? I think it's it was that our disconnect with the knowledge, uh, the, our disconnect with uh, the return of Christ is our disconnect to the knowledge of who I just butchered my own quote. It <laughs> was a good attempt. It was a good attempt. Yeah. We'll find it and put it in the description yes. below. <laughs> there you go. It's good. It's good. That's so good though. That like the the connection of our wanting to to yes. for him to return is has got to be connected how much to we our know wanting him and to how know much him. we love him. Yeah, totally. That's so, so important, man. So why is it such an important message for for us to get a hold of, for the body of Christ? I th- Well, I think because John 17, right? Jesus prays, Father, I desire that they will be with me, that they would see my glory. There's, I mean, that's that's the, those words, like it, it always boggles me that the God who has everything desires something. Yeah. And he desires us. He wants, like, he he gave blood so that he would have a kingdom and priests. He would have a bride that is compatible to him and equally yoked to him. Um, and so, so part of, I think, why it's important for us to even come into agreement and to come into understanding with all these things is because, like, that we get to give him what he desires. You know, and uh, I was just listening to um, a, a preacher recently where where he was talking about how, like, the the essence of love is like when you look at John three sixteen it says for God so loved the world that He gave, you know. So the essence of love is giving, and like, but we we look at it the other way where we're like, oh, you know, love is like the, uh, about how I feel, right? You know, I yeah. I, I love you because you make me feel like this, and yep. it becomes all about us. But that's actually the spirit of the age, you know. It talks in I think Second Timothy where it's just like it's all about the taking. It's all about how we feel. We surround ourselves with teaching that tickles our ears, and yeah. we we pick and choose what we want. But if the essence of love is giving, and we say we love Jesus as the church, right? Then what does it look like for us to give Him what He desires? Come on, bro. You know, and that changes our prayer life completely because no longer are we asking, you know, God show us what you want for my life, but we're saying God show us what you want full stop or rather question mark right yeah. show us what you want show us what you desire yeah and then when that becomes real to us and we see his desire and it's all throughout scripture his desire has always been to dwell with men like the 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 most like the repeated statement would be you know that he will be our god and we will be his people and you see it throughout scripture we see it from exodus from him coming down on mount sinai which was like the whole covenant of of marriage to israel right we see that when he comes in human form when he becomes god with us emmanuel we see that when the holy spirit is poured out like he's in us right and we see that in revelation 22 it's all leading up to that point where god changes his address from father in heaven to father on the earth like he wants to dwell with man you know and the 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 crazy thing is that you know if we don't come into contact with that truth and that reality then we don't care you know and can you imagine like if if all of history leads up to this moment where god comes and dwells with us but we're like ah we have had better days you know i was down in the mount today and that was so much better than that no like like he's going to come back to people who longs for him people that desires him that yearns for him and so i think that's why that's why it's important yeah it's what he desires and we respond to that i love that giving god what he desires yeah yeah which is to be with 
yeah. it's people. Yeah. And there's literally, remember someone asked, asked, asked me that, or I was in a class where they asked us that. What if that day, that coming day was today? Mm. I mean, have you ever thought about that? Like that yeah. day that's coming is literally going to be a two yeah. day yeah. at some point yeah. in yeah. history, yeah. in human history, where Jesus is going to put his feet on the ground. Yeah. In Jerusalem, yeah. we're actually going to see yeah. God dwell with his people. Yeah. And obviously there's going to be a lot surrounding that, all the details, right. which maybe we'll go into in the future episodes. Yeah. Really, I guess the, the, the heart of this episode is really to communicate the heart of why it's important to study these yeah. things and why it's uh, important for all believers, not just for the theologians. I think that's yeah. often the trap, isn't it, for a lot yeah. of people. They think, oh, I don't I don't need to know that because I, I, I haven't gone to Bible college. I'm not a theologian. And they think... Often, and I used to think this too, so I can relate that that message of Jesus's return—it's so confusing. So I need some theological seminary to unpack it for me. Um, what would you say to those who are thinking maybe who have that mindset? Yeah, no, I I think like even what you said earlier, you know that that um, that what if it's today, right? And I mean, there are things that need to happen before it becomes today, but totally. but the reality is that's what it means to live with urgency. Yeah. You know, we think urgency is like the timeline and the time is now, but urgency actually has to do with reality. On, like bro. when you believe something is true and will happen, then you prepare for it. If you think it's going to rain today, it doesn't matter if it rains at 3 p.m. or 5 p.m. If you don't go home before it rains and you don't have an umbrella, you get wet. Right, and so if you know it's going to rain, and you you live as if it's going to rain, then you prepare for it. You bring your boots, you bring your umbrella, you bring extra change of clothes or whatever you need to do. Um, and the that's the thing about the return of Christ. Like living with urgency is not that oh he could come now or whatever, but it's it's living with the reality that there is a today, there is a day that's written in heaven's calendar that only the Father knows that he will return, and and that's what. I guess that's why we live with that urgency. So good, man. Yeah. And um, wait, what did you ask? You asked something just now, but I forgot what you uh, said. What would you say to those who maybe uh, have put the study of the end times, oh, right. the study you of know, and return of Jesus in that category right, right, right. of like, oh, that's for theologians. Yeah, no. And, and I think like Paul talked about it. He taught the church in Thessalonica. The Bible says in three Sabbaths, right? So, I mean, some people say that it's like three weeks or whatever. And, and like if he was able to teach people all about that, um, in that short period of time, it's meant to be part of uh, the element. Hebrews talks about the elementary teachings, right? And and part of that is the resurrection of the dead, right? And uh, and the return of Christ. And so these are basic truths that we're supposed to know. And revelation was given to uneducated people. It was given to people who are not theologians, people who did not live in ivory towers, you know, debating whether it's ah, pre or post or whatever. Um, but <laughs> It was people who were simple. And in fact, the thing that struck me recently, and I was listening to someone talk about it, was that, um, and like you have a kid, I have a kid, right? And yep. at that age, we show them, like when you borrow a book or from the library and you show it to them, it's it's like pictures, right? It's, <coughs> excuse me, it's when, when you get older, then it's all the words and stuff. But at that age, you show them pictures. And Revelation was meant to be like that. It's entirely like images and pictures and symbols and it's supposed to make it easy to understand not difficult yeah. but we've made it so complex that we are like oh this means this must mean that that must mean that but it, it really interprets itself it shows you what it means um and so i feel like that's um to think that it's not that we can't understand it it's that's not true because it was written to 
simple people and we're meant to understand it and and honestly if we would just come before it with humility and let it say what it says i think the problem is a lot of times we want to make it say what it's not saying Oof. but if we would just come and say you know what does it mean instead of debating whether oh this is is this is this symbol like is this symbolic or is it literal that's not the point right like but what does the what does it mean what does it yeah. say because yeah. every symbol has a literal meaning right so it's not so much of whether it's that or that but what is it trying to tell you and how can i respond to it in light of what it says so good yeah. and we're commanded i mean jesus himself matthew 24 he says and i think a lot of cop like people cop out on well jesus himself said uh, no one knows the hour of, yeah. of which talking right. in reference to when right. jesus will come again he says even the son doesn't know even yeah. i don't know um, and people will say, ah, oh, you know, see, even Jesus doesn't know when he's coming back. Yeah. So why, why do I need to know? Yeah. But then right before or after that, he says, uh, look at the fig tree, like as an example, yes. we were talking about this on the mount a little yes. bit. Could you just elaborate kind of, I don't know if you can remember that conversation, but yeah. what, what's Jesus referencing when he's talking about, look at the fig tree. Can yeah. you, can you no, I, that? Yeah, that's a, absolutely right. Because if you think about it, like, um, he talks in this is the Olivet discourse you're talking about Matthew 24 and 25 and and he has like seven well six parables in a prophecy that he kind of unpacks and it's all pointing to that same thing that that yes no one knows the day or the hour but the point of that statement was that we're commanded to know the season the yeah. generation that he's coming back come on bro. like if you don't know the day or the hour therefore you have to be watchful but we use it as a as a as a cop out. We use it as a way of escape, and we're just kind of like, oh, we, no one knows that they're ours, so let's not bother. Yeah. But that's not the point of what that statement is. It's like because you don't know, therefore be watchful. Is what actually Jesus is saying, and I feel like that's something that um, I've been really challenged by. And what you were referring to that the first parable is the parable of the fig tree, um, and I was talking to the students today, like in. It like he uses really simple language. Like Israel was an agricultural society, so they they had fig trees everywhere. Um, I live in Singapore, so we don't have fig trees. Um, we have figs sometimes that are that you can get from the supermarket. <laughs> um, but in our context, it would be like saying if Jesus walked in Singapore now and he were to give that teaching, he would be like, "There's this there's this street and this road in Singapore called uh, called Orchard Road, and it's full of malls. And a month before Christmas, they set up all these beautiful lights, and people go down, and bring the kids, and it's it's fun. Like it looks like this big Christmas wonderland." But if you live in Singapore and Jesus was there, he would say, when you see the lights go up at Orchard Road, right, you would know that Christmas is near. Or if you live in Toronga, if you see the smoke come up from, was it White Island? Is it White Island? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, then you know that the volcano is about to erupt, right? And it's simple. Like everyone who lived in that area knew what he was talking about. And so I feel like he's trying to make it simple because he's pastoral. He's just told them that all these things are going to happen, but he didn't stop there. He actually says, you know, this is how you prepare for it. And you're commanded to know, like you're, you, you need to know the generation of the Lord's return. So yeah. good, man. So I guess as we land uh, the conversation today, what resources, I mean, there's one thing for us to encourage people. You should know. Uh, go go and, and study these things, but what would be some places that you could refer people to to yeah. be able to grow in this message? Yeah. Um, places that you yourself have, have studied and looked into or people that you're listening to, even songs that you're, you're hearing um, or preachers, different yeah. things like that, resources that you could give to, to those listening. Um, my One of my personal favorites, um, he's gone home to be with the Lord, is David Pawson. 
Um, but there's a lot of his teaching that's free on his website. His accent is, yeah. is just crazy. Yeah. And he actually, like, insp- I saw him live once in Singapore, and he was old and frail. But when he talked about Jesus, there was, like, a twinkle in his eye, and, like, he just came to life. And that gave me a vision for what I want to be when I'm, like, old and gray. Like, I want to, like, it felt like he was just talking about a conversation he had with his best friend just so the good. other day, you know, and that's that's how I want to be, you know, and so David Pawson is another one. Um, there's this group that some of you guys probably are connected to, like Frontier Alliance International, uh, Dalton, uh, like, I love listening to their stuff. FAI Studios. FAI, yeah. And so, I, like, these... have an app, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah. They have an app and you can download a lot of stuff there and... It's all free. All free. So good. Yeah. So stuff like that would really help, I think. I love that. So that's yeah. Dalton, uh, Thomas, and then... Joel Richardson goes like that. Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Sa- oh, yeah. Of course, my good friend Samuel Whitfield. Whitfield. Samuel Whitfield. Yeah, he he wrote a book called uh, uh, "It Must Be Finished," um, and actually, that's where that whole uh, I talked about over the weekend, like the analogy of how the cross was the engagement, but it's all leading towards a wedding. The second coming is the wedding. Uh, that's that's from Samuel, like, and that really kind of reshaped the way I see it. You know, that the cross secured all the promises. But the second coming is what fulfilled it. I love yeah. that. And I mean, he's obviously just taking it from the Bible. Yep. So good. Yeah. Well, that is just wonderful, uh, Josh. I so appreciate it. I um, so, so appreciate just your, just, I think the way that you've talked about this, like even talking with you this morning, I'm like getting revelation, like, or illumination of the Holy Spirit. Just like. Um, that was the sunrise. The, that was the sunrise. <laughs> yep. The, the sun rising upon us. But just, I love how. Um, you're just carrying this message and, and you're carrying it in a way that is understandable mm. to anyone. And uh, so again, just want to encourage you listening to on September 15th. Yeah. Uh, Josh has a an album coming out, Maranatha, not Maranara. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Maranatha. And uh, again, how can they get a hold of that, Josh? Uh, just follow me on social media at Y-E-O-H-J-O-Yojo or uh, Joshua.com. Awesome. Yeah. So good. Well, thank you so much, Josh. For, uh, for coming on the podcast again today. And uh, we look forward to having you in the future again, bro. Thanks for having me. Joy. Until next time, bless you guys. Thanks for tuning in.